0: Hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Webcentral. It's time for Two Blokes
1: Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop with all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's <laughs> the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think really? that stuff is just brilliant. Yeah, it is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best jobs. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking
0: Tech. Embrace those little ideas there, have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And it is what it says on the box. Two blokes, I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me every week, Stephen Fenwick from techguide.com.au. G'day mate. Hello Trevor, how are you? I'm excellent and as it says on the box, we are two blokes and we talk tech. It's as simple as that mate and we've been doing this now for 22 weeks. 23 that's, weeks, actually, Trevor. Well, yes, because we did, did our special, special, episode. special edition. Uh, <laughs> that's nearly half a year. Do we get to celebrate or something at some point? I don't know. Oh, I'm open, I'm open for it if you are. And, and it's all thanks to the good people at Samsung and their smart TVs and Netgear. Uh, we'll tell you more about them as we plug along, but let's get cracking with two bikes talking tech. Now, there was this revolutionary new product launched this week, and it's called a, it's called a tablet computer. Whoa. uh, I don't know that anyone's ever seen one before. But it's important oh, not to know. Like this one. No, this is something very special. No, it is. I, I jest, but uh, um, a new tablet was launched this week here in Australia, and it's been seen uh, around the interwebs for a while by HP. It's called the Touchpad, uh, and the reason it is something to talk about is because it's more than just another tablet. It carries its own operating system, the the Web OS, which uh, HP acquired um, through the acquisition of. The big, uh, well, once big uh, mobile uh, PDA company. So, mate, um, you know, a nice looking tablet. What were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it looks, it's a, it's a dead set iPad uh, knockoff. Mm. Um, its, its operating system is very similar to what we both saw with the Blackberry Playbook. I think Mm. the, the comment I said to you was that I think the iPad, it, it looks like the iPad One and the
0: Blackberry Playbook had a baby. And that's exactly it because I'm kind of stunned at how the web OS, I mean, it's a beautiful looking OS, but it really does look like the BlackBerry Playbook OS. And the other thing is the gesture control. There's this swipe up, you know, from the bevel yeah. to, to control certain things. I don't know. I mean, it's not a unique thing. I guess there'll be another patent war about all that. But it d- it does look, and maybe some of that's down to just those kind of you know sweeping graphics they have in the background that look similar to the playbook. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely right. It's it's either a playbook on steroids or it's the you know love child of an iPad and a playbook. But you know to hold it in your hand, um, it's it's thick. It's you know probably thicker than the iPad one to be honest. Yeah, um,
1: slightly. Yeah, you're very, right. Very, but,
0: uh, very rounded. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it feels very very curvy, which is not a bad thing, I don't think, because as I said to you on the day the iPad 2 is beautiful, but sometimes it's too too slim. Well, uh, I do
1: recall you t- picking up the HP Touchpad to feel the weight, Trevor. Do you remember? Very you the feel the weight.
0: It's a very important test, and I one know, it's day a very sensitive issue with you. One but, day, uh, many years down the track, I'll be acknowledged as the uh, the doyen of tablet weighting.
1: Absolutely. But, uh, no, well, we had a good look at this together. We, we, you know, it does offer some interesting features. Uh, Let's just go through them really quickly. It's the true multitasking on this. Now, you can run several applications at once, and you can form what they call card stacks with your open app. Say you want to group your email. So you can can group things together. They've got it's very similar to what they call their HP Synergy, which is the ability to aggregate all of your mail, contacts, and calendar in one place. Uh, I think... I think at the time I I, uh, mentioned to you, I think it's a little bit like the HTC Sense on the air, their Android smartphones that lets you aggregate. All of your your connectivity, your connected life, your mail, yeah, I, I Facebook, think the, Twitter.
0: I think the synergy is a, a great idea because it's a it's a central um, you know settings page where you enter in all your all your different accounts. And then what it does, the reason the reason it's called synergies, because in, no matter what app you're in. So for example, when you're in the photo app, you very easily can can share with different applications. Now that's standard on many many platforms. But the yeah. other thing is it's kind of backwards as well. You can actually be in Facebook. You can be in your photo. Um, application viewing Facebook photos, so it's kind of using your Facebook library as a library in the cloud, which is very good. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah I so think there,
1: there's There is there is what what I also like too is the just type feature. Remember that we gave yes. that a try, where it's it's not like a it's a search all, but you you can just say you want to write. You, you want to send email, and it'll it'll pop up an e- the email uh, application. So depending on what you want to do, you can just start typing. And it, if you want to send that as a status update, as a yeah. as a open up a, an app. So that's pretty cool too. But I think there's a couple of things. There's two things that I reckon that this uh, against this device. What's that? First thing is the web OS, while it looks really gorgeous and it works very well, there's not that many apps for it. Uh, you know, we've got your know, iOS, iPhone, iPad apps. We've got mm. Android. There's now BlackBerry. Windows Phone 7 is coming. This is yet another sys platform yeah. for developers to... to uh, on their plates now it's going to be probably the thir- fifth preference now on the market and
0: and you know people I've done some app work in in recent weeks in the day job at SPS and we've launched a couple apps and it's funny how many people knock you about launching an iPhone app when you haven't done Android and we say we're yeah. working on it or whatever but here's the interesting thing I've worked with some some people that build apps now the the app the android is a very popular platform yes but the app usage is very low compared to yeah. t- compared to iPhone. People with iPhones use apps. People you, you, with Androids are yeah. often often using Android because it's just the phone they got. Do you know what I mean? They didn't get yeah. it because they wanted a smartphone. It's just Which, that that's all you can get
1: you got to remember, though, with the Android apps, don't forget, like, with iPhone, and we're going to talk about some iPhone and iPad apps a bit later in the show, but mm. with Android, you've got to remember that developers have, to, there's so many different form factors for Android products. There's a there's a 3.4-inch, a 4.3-inch, an 8-inch, 10-inch. There's so many different uh, sizes of screen that they don't often scale yeah. properly. That's a sort of another thing, whereas the you've either got the iPad or the iPhone, iPod, and that's it. And yeah. So it's a bit more consistent. But just can I get to my other point? My, yes. I did mention there were two reasons. Second reason, the price. Ah, oh, It's more expensive me. than the iPad 2. Are these people not listening to Two well, Bikes Talking Tech? Unbelievable. 16 gigabytes, $599. That's Wi-Fi only. In comparison, the entry-level iPad 2. 16 gig Wi-Fi only is $579. So which, if you were to choose between the two, Trevor, what are most people going to choose, do you think?
0: Everyone's going to choose the iPad. I just don't understand what planet these people are living on. They are building beautiful devices. These tablets are all nice. Um, they're they're putting so much effort into the OS, and they're they're hanging on to the hope that you know some enterprise customers will buy a few. And oh, I
1: think you're right there. Yeah, they are hoping that uh, people are going to be brand loyal HP. But mate, if they had a price this a hundred dollars cheaper, it'd be in with a chance. Maybe even two hundred dollars cheaper, three ninety nine. This would be a compelling device. It would be $5 massively compelling. Not so much. You,
0: you get this point where with tablets, you know, you get a you can get a Kogan for what is it, a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah, good. It's a tablet. It's nice. It's Android. It's not. It's not fantastic, but it's a nice tablet, right? But if you want to really go, you know, hells bells with a feature-rich and, and and really high spec tablet and you want to you want to smash the market, you have got to come in at a price point. And and I think, I'll be honest with you, I think HP have missed the point on the loyalty thing. Enterprise customers who have hundreds of HP PCs in their business, will buy HP PCs. But when it yeah. comes to tablets, I'm telling you, I sit around board tables and things regularly and the, the, the directors and, and executives in organizations Have iPads and they want iPads, they don't care that they've got HP computers. It it just doesn't work that way. And I think they've missed the point, so I really worry about it, but I'm sure... And there was a lot of discussion about their their penetration rate and what their targets were. You know what? In a a growing market, as they made the point, there's going to be tens of millions of these tablets broadly sold. They don't need to get 50%. They only need to get 1% or 2% to actually start selling tens of thousands of devices. So, yeah, it's tough.
1: Interesting. Well, it's, it's released on August 15th, so I suppose time will tell how successful it is.
0: It is, and so we will pay attention to that, and I'm sure uh, there's plenty of details on that at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Venick.
1: Now, if you're, if you're into your music, a uh, multi-room audio is something that a lot of people find really desirable, but the first thing that people think is that it's expensive, oh, yeah. it, it's it real. It's quite complex uh, to install, you know, you've know, got to run cables around the house, but there's a great product, and, and we, we've mentioned Sonos in the past, mm. but Sonos are a really multi-room, they're, they're, they've made a name for themselves for creating multi-room systems using your home network. Now, we mentioned uh, earlier in, a, in an earlier episode, the uh, the the Sonos system with the S five, which is now called the Play five, I've got to say, yep. but uh, Sonos this week uh, announced a cheaper, and entry level uh, device called the Play three. Yep. So this brings the cost of a multi room system even closer to people who who are, who are thinking about it. It so starts at that this Play three is four hundred and nineteen dollars. And just to give a brief description, you connect one of them, or uh, you can connect one one speaker to a router uh, and then you can add speakers around your house and just connect them all to the same network. Uh, and you can control that either from a computer or using an Android or iPhone or iPad app. You can even choose the room that you want to listen to and what you want to listen uh, to on it. You can even stream content in from the internet. Um, they do sell another small product called a bridge. That's now uh, priced. They've dropped the price to seventy nine dollars. So in the in the in the case where your router is not actually ideally located. For where you want to position your speaker, mm. you'd bring in this little bridge, this seventy-nine dollar bridge, to, as its name describes, bridge the gap. Then to the spot in your home where you want to put your speakers, and then you can build on it, on it, uh, on top of that. It's a, a great system to
0: bring that multi-room dream, make it a reality. And and it is actually very simple to do. And then you've got the ability to control it from your iPhone, your iPad, your Android device. And this is not some dodgy system. This is great quality. Audio. Yeah. These are these are not um, you know just technology companies. This is a audio company. You know they're building absolutely, great yeah. quality sound, and you know I love the fact that it's getting more affordable. And I, and I here's the thing about Sonos, okay, and Hello Tablet makers. They, they they know that this is a product that can get some really broad reach if they find a price point. And yeah, so they, they build a smaller version with maybe different features and and lower features and maybe different speakers and all that kind of stuff. And they go, this is a price point that more people will get.
1: Uh, uh, you're absolutely right. That, I think that's we, what it's about. We, with, with the Play 3 too, the speaker is a smaller speaker, so th- there's three speakers within it within the device and three digital amplifiers, and what it does, from such a small product, you have got to say, audio quality is very impressive, really punching above its weight in terms of sound quality to size, but what I liked about it too was that you can either sit it on its own I- either long ways, or you can even tilt it on its side so you can hear it, uh, you can position it a different mm-hmm, way, and yeah. there's a built in accelerometer so it can detect which way the speaker's laying, so it won't Confuse the left and right channels, and another thing you can do if you bought two of them and you were there in the same room, you can set set them up as left and right uh, uh, stereo pair in the same room. So really adaptable like that, and easy to control. You can set that up through the app through you, the uh, controlled software on your computer as well. So really handy, great sounding devices, and really adaptable as well.
0: Good on you, and uh, Sonos Play 3. That's the thing we're talking about. Check it out online. And thank
1: you. We are brought to you by uh, our good friends at Samsung. Now, the Samsung Smart TVs is bringing, bringing us closer to the future of television. Now, just like the latest smartphones, Samsung Smart TVs can provide a wide selection of apps optimised for your Samsung Smart TV, and there's a huge selection of categories to choose from, such as videos, games, sports, information, and lifestyle. And as the number of apps grow, your TV viewing experience will will continue to get to grow and to get richer and more fulfilling you can even surf the web, you get social, you know, you can share your viewing experiences with friends and family through blogging and chatting services like Facebook and Twitter, as we always do, Trevor. Absolutely. Uh, Google Talk, and all while you're watching live TV. And, and of course, you can experience 3D with uh, amazing depth and realism and Samsung's 3D sound. Now, that's one thing that we underestimate. The sound quality of these TVs are pretty good with true 3D cinematic experience. So there's also 2D to 3D convert, so you can view 2D channels in 3D. Uh, and the Samsung Smart TV, they're available now at the leading retailers. And the Samsung apps and web browser are available on selected Smart TV models. Uh, you can visit samsung.com.au slash TV for
0: details. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With travel on. And you know we love rewarding our listeners. Well, I I have been able to obtain a wonderful prize, which I'm giving away, and uh, I have to thank the people at Lenovo who got me started, and they said, hey, give away a laptop, and I went, no, dramas. <laughs> and then I thought, well, you know, a laptop's a laptop's a laptop. Uh, this is a great laptop, a, a Z570, a Core i5, you know, 4 gig RAM, beautiful computer, which will do wonderful things for you, but I've I've been able to, you know, ring around as you do, and, and the kind of thing we're able to do, mate, and, and talk to a few other companies so I've not just got a laptop I've got a Logitech uh, speaker Laptex I've got a uh, copy of Microsoft Office Home and Student Edition. I've got a Telstra prepaid elite mobile Wi-Fi, so you can connect to the internet no matter where you are. I've got a one terabyte portable hard drive from iOmega. I've got a Kensington uh, mouse and, uh, you know, wireless mouse and a a Kensington uh, laptop bag. So is this one prize? One prize. One thousand. Where do I enter? $1,894.90 worth of products. And all you've got to do is go to yourtechlife.com. There's a big yellow logo there. You can't miss it. Yourtechlife.com. Everyone's in the running All you got to do is give me 50 words or less And that kind of thing uh, And it's very easy to do It'll be open for the month So I'll talk about it every week But uh, yeah A little opportunity for everyone to have a bit of fun And maybe win a laptop
1: There's one issue uh, that's been uh, on gamers' minds, I mean computer gamers' minds, and that's the R rating for gaming. Now, uh, it doesn't exist in Australia yet. Uh, Australia is one of the last developed countries in the world uh, without an R rating. Mm-hmm. Uh but recently there've been so there's been some movement. Uh the Home Affairs Minister, Brendan O'Connor, uh said that there's seven of the eight attorneys general have agreed in principle to put forward the R eighteen plus rating, with uh New South Wales Attorney General Greg Smith was the only one who abstained from the vote, but from all from what we're hearing it looks like it's a lock we're finally going to get an R rating for games which is good for a number of reasons
0: it is and, and it's, it's hard for people who don't follow this issue to understand we're not talking about R ratings like in movies it's porn and all that kind of stuff it's just simply the fact that there are games made in the world that um, have a level of violence in them and other things that don't allow them to be classified in this country so they're not available in this country or they become edited in this country and gamers don't like that kind of thing now the crucial thing, I think, is that we have to remind people that gamers aren't kids, right? The Absolutely. majority of gamers are actually adults and, 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 you know, right-minded adults that are straight thinkers. Now, Can I it, tell
1: you the average age of a gamer in Australia, Trevor? It's got to be 30 plus. It's 30 and getting older.
0: Yeah, and it's getting older because it's getting easier to do. Um, people with disposable income, it's its just a great, fun, yeah. relaxing thing to do. Now, well, there is obviously the issue, um, and it's an absolute tragedy, what happened in Norway last weekend, and no one can doubt that. And the fact that this fool um, created a 1,500-page manifesto which mentioned the fact that he... In, in inverted commas, trained in, uh, in some of these games is, is a real blight on the industry. And, yeah, and it, it, is is a, it is a concern yeah. for people because, you know, I don't like the fact that, that he was able to, you know, visualise in such reality what, what he was planning to do. And it's just disturbing to think about. Yeah. Now, I've got to be honest, uh, I, I fully support gaming. I fully support the R rating. And there is nothing that anyone could have done in terms of ratings and games and development that would have stopped this bloke doing what he's doing. So I think, it's, yeah. I think it's good that it hasn't actually become a big issue this week. The Herald wrote a few things, but it hasn't really picked up as an issue. But I just want people who are listening who aren't gamers to understand that yeah it's terrible that he yep. did that and it's terrible that he trained in that way but it was a very yeah, small but, part of what he did but and the, there's a lot of people
1: him. though who who think well that they're crying out saying oh look see what happens if we do this for gaming like this is an isolated case there's no proof that playing violent video games is going to turn anyone into a psychopath Absolutely. Uh, this r rating for gaming is good for a couple of reasons first reason is that it Brings it into line with other forms of entertainment in Australia. Movies, books, TV shows. So... If that, that's a that's a great thing because computers actually generate more more revenue than films in this country. Hmm. The box office, there's more games and consoles sold, generates more revenue than the Australian box office does. Yeah, some box, second,
0: some gaming box office launches are actually more oh, the, bigger than 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 movie ones.
1: some of the biggest entertainment releases in the world. The last two were the last two Call of Duty games. But the second and probably most important aspect of having an R rating rating for games is that it can finally be easier to determine which games are suitable for adults, which games are suitable for kids, just in the same way you've got young kids, I've got young kids, I wouldn't let my 14-year-old son watch an R-rated movie, just in the same way if I knew a game was R-rated, there's no way he's going to play it. Now, because there's only the MA15 plus rating, it's it's become well, let, you know, they don't make the R rating, it's got to be MA15+, and that's become a bit of a fuzzy rating now that 14-, you 15-year-old know, yeah. kids are playing. They should be R-rated games. I think it's great that we're going to finally see some sense there so we can distinguish what are the games for kids, 15-year-olds and adults, and it's going to be clear as, as, uh, as a bell now when this rating comes through. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking
0: Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Now isn't it amazing, it's been five years since the last census, the, the time when someone knocks on your door, you fill out a bit of paper and they work out how many people live in the country. Um, it's a little bit more than that. Let's look yeah. at ourselves. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very detailed demographic. So, uh, is it, it
1: hands, everyone hands up who lives in Australia? Yeah, so exactly. Work, yeah, if
0: everyone just put their hand up, uh, we're done. We counted. It's 22 yeah. million. Um, it's, a, it's a really important thing. <clears throat> and a lot of people don't understand. And I, again, in my day job, I, I do have a lot to do with the census because we use the data to make very important decisions. And that's what everyone needs to understand. This is not a game. You, ha- you really have to take this seriously. Um, but there's a couple of great things that have happened this year. This is the, 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 the census this year is on. On August the 9th, it's a particular date, so that's what happens. That, that night is the night you're meant to fill the form out. Yep. Last census, there was the ability to, to, to fill it out online, um, and 10% of people did that. This year, they're, they're pushing it hard again, and they're expecting 30% or more. I think they'll do very well, and they'll get more than that. Yep. And and really, the the reason to do that is because you don't have to worry about the paperwork. You type something, you can just hit delete and start like start over again. You don't have to white out the, the paperwork. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we've got to think about the future of this. really is pretty stupid that we're delivering pieces of paper to every every house in the country.
1: So do, do people can people nominate? Are they going to get a form anyway or can they nominate?
0: No. So what happens is they're still going to knock on every door. So they knock okay. on your door and they say, do you want to fill it out by paper or online? And if you want to fill it out online, they'll give you an envelope which has a unique code in it, not unique to you. It doesn't identify you in any way. It's just a unique code that no one else has and that's the code you use to get onto the website and fill it out fantastic stuff, I encourage everyone to do it because you've all got the internet if you're listening and and it's going to make it easier, it's going to make data collation easier, it's going to bring the results through quicker, it's going to be fantastic but here's my my, one Because it's on the
1: internet too, you can probably get one of your teenage children to do it for you, is that right Trevor?
0: (laughs) You can can sit back on the lounge and and they can ask the questions and and, and you can answer them and they can type them out. Here's my one concern and it's kind of a warning and and I don't want to be now a naysayer but I encourage people to do it online. But what I want to encourage people to do is is follow the instructions in the envelope. Do not click on a link in an email the australian bureau of statistics the government the tax department whoever it is will not send you an email to say hey it's census time click here to fill it out that's oh, that's a
1: great warning yeah that's, that's, that's going to be spam they're going to try to get in on this exactly
0: identity theft will be huge uh, i'm really nervous about it and and because what will happen is it will become the story so don't do it just wait for the knock on the door wait for the envelope fill in the details and uh, enjoy the census on august the 9th And as well as the good people at Samsung with their smart TVs, we thank the good people at Netgear.com.au. Netgear is in all major retailers, and if you're looking for anything to connect your home or your business and the devices within your home, Netgear is a great company to trust. Netgear.com.au and you can, can recognise their brand when you go into store and you've got that wall of, of decisions to make about what, what product you want, whether it's a new modem or a new router to bring uh, Wi-Fi to your home or a, a higher band of Wi-Fi or maybe you're doing VoIP at home and Skype and those kind of things, you need a you should be using using a better quality Wi-Fi for those kind of things, or whether you've bought yourself a smart TV and you want to connect it to the network and you, you want to put a Wi-Fi adapter on there, whatever it is about connecting devices to each other and connecting you to the internet, Netgear is the people to trust, netgear.com.au. Check them out and tell them Two Blokes Talking Tech sent you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Now... Well, how long have we been using Lion for now? A few days,
1: weeks? Uh, yeah, I've had it a uh, just under a week. Yes.
0: So I got to tell you, my first impressions are, huh? <laughs> you know, I not I, I guess I don't use um, the OS. Uh, deeply enough to see the changes. It just looks like some some very basic changes in there. My b- my biggest thing is spaces. I used to love spaces, which is this you know four. I use a four yeah. panel matrix, and I you know go from it's one to the other. Mission
1: Control. I think is that what Mission it is?
0: Control? Mission Control to travel along. Go left. <laughs> go right. And so it's y- your pages, your desktops are, are, are in a left to right combination, and it seems to prioritise them too. Does it? Because if I use something a lot, it brings it to the to the left hand yeah, side. Yes, so I think
1: more. It, your most recent. Um your most recent application, but now I've found I've found a lot of great changes for online. Um, I think that one of the best changes is the uh the mail. It's really transformed mail into a much better application. It's a lot easier to uh, organize your email. You see all the different threads of your email. You know, when you have eight emails from the same person, you can now view them all in one thread. Uh, but I think the biggest thing uh is the gesture controls, and oh, yeah. you, it really you you. I think I wrote in my review that not having a trackpad or a, multi- a magic uh, multi-touch mouse the magic mouse it's kind of like driving a Porsche with the handbrake on you really <laughs> you really need the, the to appreciate the uh, the changes in line and the convenience of uh, with these gestures you need a trackpad if you're using an iMac or, or a magic mouse and, and on your laptop of course there is a trackpad but those gestures uh, have really enhanced the whole experience but one one thing one I didn't like though was the reverse scrolling did you oh. get this Trevor did did you see how it was rever- scrolling Absolutely. the other way so
0: you are in there and I so for example tweet deck I've got you know millions of tweets there and you normally take your finger from the top of the mouse down and that goes down so what they've done is they've said well no that on a on a on a touch screen that actually sort of sends it up so they've they reversed it and pretty i think it was pretty widely accepted as the first thing that nearly everyone changed
1: yeah well that's exactly right they wanted to sort of create the similar experience as people would use on their ipad or iphone uh and they they, i was one of those people who changed it directly because i've been using i've been had a magic mouse for months or for years or since they've been out uh and i've used to scrolling Stroking down yeah. uh, mouse to go down the page, but if you were doing that on an iPad, you'd be going up the page. So that was one thing that we changed. But uh, I, I found that there's a lot of cool little animations now. When you use it, when you download things, they pop into your little download folder. When you create a new email, sort of the new email sort of comes out and pops forward. Uh, just those those cool little uh, those little uh, gestures too. The, the launch pad, I think, is a cool one. So you, you are you using you put, that? I am actually, yeah. So it's a really fast way. You know, there is your dock already, but it is a fast way to get to to see your apps right in a row. So you can only fit so many apps in the dock. This this way, you can it, on the trackpad. If you squeeze four fingers together, it brings the launchpad up, and you can stroke through them as if you're using the iPad itself. But I, I quite like the resume function too. So if you shut your computer down and you've got apps open and documents open, it'll it'll exactly replicate your desktop how you shut it down, mm. uh, including your browser. So be careful what you were looking at uh, the <laughs> night before when you take your uh, laptop into work. There may be some embarrassing little uh, tabs you have to shut down in a hurry. But, uh, that's, <laughs> but uh, I think overall, I really enjoy AirDrop, you know, so sharing files locally. Like I work at home between a MacBook Air and an iMac and I often need to throw uh, files from one computer to the other. Now with AirDrop, you simply drag and drop it to my icon that shows up mm. on my iMac or vice versa on the MacBook Air and the file just is instantly there and you don't even need a Wi-Fi network it creates a wireless network between the two computers so mm. even if there's no internet connection to be had it still works
0: Very cool that is a uh, line if you haven't downloaded it it's uh, it's only 30 bucks or something it's it's a it's a no-brainer if you've got the got a very recent uh, Mac get it download it very simple little nifty uh, nifty uh, refinements to the operating system and some really cool advances as well check it out OS line in the Mac App Store.
1: Now, while we're on the uh, the subject of Apple, uh, I've just got a couple of cool new apps that I was uh, shown today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two that I'm going to... I'm just going to refer to two, and they're, they're quite... They're sort of the sporting uh, health and fitness type apps. The I'm first out. one <laughs> is called... <laughs> Leave, oh, I'm leaving the room <laughs> then. <laughs> the first app is called iPing now ping being the very well known golfing brand the brand of golf clubs I now, thought it was a, I thought it was very... a, the ability
0: to ping a server from somewhere or something it's not that not technical at all, no, no. but it's
1: called iPing and it naturally it's going to be called iPing but this mm. is a really cool if you're a golfer as there's a saying that we have on the golf course you drive for show but you putt for dough. In other words, your mm-hmm. short game can it's win or lose crucial. tournaments. Yep. Now they've got a great this iPing application works with a little accessory. It's a little uh, like a, a little case that you slide your iPhone 4 into, and you can clip that case then to your putter. No, now, you got to remember. You've got to remember your iPhone 4 has got a gyroscope as well as an accelerometer. Uh. So what it does, it lets you putt five shots in a row. And it examines your putt So what it does It tells you how, what, what sort of stroke Your stroke type Your oh, impact s- angle And because it'll tell talent. you
0: Whether you're twisting as well Not just exactly. what Exactly It's ah. amazing And what
1: it does so Ping are very smart What it does too it, They make several types of putters And they can even recommend The type of putter oh, of that can okay. make That mm. suits your stroke type And your impact angle So if you want to improve Your, your putting on the golf course That's the app for you
0: Alright what's the next one
1: the next one is called iBike and I'll, there's no 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 surprises on what it's about. Now
0: hang on let I, me guess. Is it going to be at the a, bo- a, is it going to be at the boat show next week?
1: No, it's not. It's for your bike. Now, what it is, It's a multi- it turns your iPhone into a multi function bike computer. Now, this involves an accessory, as, again. Now, the accessory clips to your handlebars. Uh, you slide your iPhone in the front. It's a weatherproof case, so there's no risk of it getting, if you're in the rain, you're not going to ruin your iPhone. There's also a sensor that you attach to the back wheel, so it could determine how fast you're going. It connects wirelessly, then, to the, uh, the cradle. And what it does, it gives you not only your speed, your average speed, but because there's GPS on board the iPhone. You can even see where you are, plot out your courses, record where you're going. So it, 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 it takes note of your distance, speed, average speed, everything a multifunction bike computer uh, mm. can do. And it can also make phone calls. That's one thing your multifunction bike computer can't do. So mm. there's just two examples of apps. Uh, there'll be a, a story about them on Tech Guide. Uh, from tomorrow, from Thursday, I should say. So uh, these it's just an example of the how the combination of accessories with the apps, developers are just going crazy. There's 425,000 apps now in the App Store. 100,000 of those are just for the iPad as well. 15 billion downloads in three years. It's no wonder the developers are climbing over themselves to create apps like this.
0: And in breaking news, there's eight apps for the HP touchpad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sounds good, mate. I look forward to uh, seeing your putting improve. Uh, we should play golf one day, although it's been embarrassing because I can't hit a ball
1: anywhere. I'd love to take your money.
0: Uh, <laughs> there would not be money involved, let me guarantee you that. Two
1: blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with and
0: Stephen Venick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Stephen, uh, thank you for your company once again. Tech is the place where you can find Stephen and all of his musings. Uh, a formal, very, very productive man. He p- pushes out reviews every day. I, however, am lazy and don't. Um, <laughs> that's why I sit here and talk about it every week. Uh, and my website is yourtechlife.com, and you can go there and win that potentially win that Lenovo laptop. Thank you, mate. All the entry, Trevor. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have to check the eligibility rules for you. Uh, I'll talk to you for episode 23 next week thank you